Hello and welcome to the Rebecca Lee Podcast. I'm your host and wellness sis, Rebecca. I'm an LA-based holistic nutritionist and I'm here to help guide you through the world of wellness in the most straightforward, balanced, and intuitive way. Join me every week for casual big sis chats as I spill the deets on all things real holistic health and wellness to guide you towards living your best life. Now, let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the pod. I am so excited that you're here for today's episode because we have an incredible guest with us. We have Jamie with us today. She is a fantastic wealth of knowledge for all things human design. We actually met at an event that I went to a few weeks ago and she read me my human design chart and it was seriously so amazing that I knew I had to bring her onto the podcast. So thank you, Jamie. Say hi to the audience. Hi guys. And thank you so much for having me. I loved reading your chart and just to share, because you guys are going to find out your own chart. I am a six to sacral generator in human design and Rebecca is a 5-1 sacral generator. So we are very similar, yet if you dive deeper into our charts, we're very different. So we're going to dive all into this today. Wow, I'm so excited. Like literally just talking about human design, like I don't know what it does. It just like makes me like feel excited inside. Like I feel like lit up about it because I feel like it's such a like powerful tool that we can use to apply in our lives to better our work, our relationships, ourselves, our relationship with ourselves. Like there's so much. And I love using tools like human design, astrology, like anything that helps me better understand myself. So um, I can't wait to like dive deeper into, you know, our charts and some other things that, um, you know, everyone else can use to help them. So I am super excited for today's episode. And I want to know before we get like really deep into human design, just like more about yourself and how you even got into this whole world. Like, what is your mission? Okay, I love that. So I'm Jamie Kagan. I'm a human design reader, energy healer, and intuitive life coach. And I actually used to be in fashion. I was in fashion for five years and had this kind of dream job and would travel back and forth from LA to New York. And it was amazing at first. And then slowly, I started to feel very drained and heavy by it. And like sacral terms, it wasn't lighting me up anymore. And I just knew like I needed out. And I ended up going to Bali on a yoga retreat and that kind of sparked a lot. And then I started diving deeper into like learning anything and everything I could. So I did a 10 month um, certification in spiritual psychology. I got my yoga teacher training and then I kept going like balls to the wall. I did NLP, crystal healing, hypnosis, EFT, somatic dance, like manifestation, energy medicine, like life coaching, like literally anything that's personal development I've probably studied and gone into. So I did all that. I've been coaching for six years now. And it's funny how human design came to me. It's kind of the saying of like, what's meant for you will find you. I kept having clients bring it up to me again and again, like, oh, do you know your human design type? And I was like, okay, cool. Sounds great. But like, it didn't really resonate with me at the time, but it kept coming back to me, it kept showing up. And I actually got like five different readings and kind of dove into it five different times 
before it clicked for me and like all the light bulbs went off and I'm like, oh, this is what people keep trying to tell me. And I was like, okay, I need to go all in on this. And it's funny because now looking back, I can't even imagine how I coached without knowing people's human designs, like the advice I gave them or how I helped them. Like it was great at the time, but now knowing human design and using that to coach people has been truly life-changing. Wow. That's so cool. I didn't even know you had like all of these different like wellness coaching, like amazing things in your toolbox. So that's incredible. And I love that it literally started in Bali. I feel like that's just how things start, like the snowball effect. I feel like that's even with myself when people ask me how I got into wellness or nutrition, it's like you kind of learn one thing and it leads you down a path of learning something else and something else until like something really clicks and you kind of take it and run with it. So that's super cool. I'm curious what it was about like human design in comparison to all the rest of the other things that you learned too that really like stood out or you knew that you wanted to uh, dive deeper into that. Like what about human design really did that? I love this question so much because it really felt like the missing piece for me. And the reason is, and we'll kind of like start to get into human design, but human design is this map. It's this blueprint of your energy and it's kind of like your human manual. So all the things like I used to compare myself a lot to other people or never feel good enough. Like I struggled with friendships growing up. I struggled fitting in. I kind of always felt like just nothing was really working for me. And I'd get really upset and like jealous of other people. I'm like, why I have three siblings. I'm like, why does it come so easy for them? Or why does this girl get it? Or why can she have everything? And I can't. And human design was that piece that like explained it all to me. Human design gives you words, visuals, and understanding for who you truly are and how you're meant to actually breathe and live and function in your own energetic alignment. So that's why it was such an aha for me because all the pieces that I felt were like broken or wrong with me, I now understood why I was out of alignment with my design and I was trying to live like other designs. So it wasn't working for me. And now I know my strengths and like how to actually live in alignment. So now things flow, now things happen, now things come to me and I don't feel so like something's wrong with me kind of energy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense. I literally even felt that way after we did our reading at the event because you explained so many things about my human design chart that I was like, oh, this is why this type of, you know, daily thing or whatever doesn't work for me. Like I, I really feel like I've tried in the past to like really fit into the mold of like societal norms or what society tells you to do to become successful or to do this way or like, you know, to fit that certain mold. And I've always like felt a resistance. Like sometimes these things don't work for me. Like, for example, like having the most strict, rigid routine every day I've known has never worked for me. And I've always really tried, you know, to make that work and it hasn't. And then when you kind of explain things like that, you know, with my chart, it just made so much sense. So I really love that. And I know we're going to like dive deep into my chart to kind of give an example. But before we do that, let's say there's somebody listening right now who literally has no idea what human design is. How can we best explain it to them like in simple, basic terms? Like what is human design and like why should we even care about it? Love that. So human design is an ancient and modern science-based system combined 
that includes things like astrology, I, I Ching, quantum physics, the chakras, Kabbalah. It like brings all these systems together to create this energetic map of you. So it's kind of like your human self and your soul personality and it's drawn out. And when you first look up human design, it does seem like gibberish in a completely different language. But once you start to understand it, it really resonates and really makes sense. And when I give a human design reading, like nothing I say is new. Nothing I say is like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Usually you already know like, oh, that makes so much sense. Oh yeah, that's why that doesn't work. Oh yes, this why this does work for me. So I'm just giving you words and languaging and visuals and human design kind of like you started off, it can help you understand our strengths, how to live more in alignment. It can help you thrive at work and it can help you understand your partner better. Like mine and my husband's relationship has gone 10 times better understanding each other's human design, even like hiring your best employee or manifesting or aligning your business to have more flow. It can really help with many different things because it's a a map to tell you how you work best. And so it applies to every area of your life. Wow. That's so cool. I didn't even think about that. Like comparing you and your husband's designs together, like to make it even better. That's so cool. And I really love that. It's like, I think sometimes people can be skeptical about these things because they might think it's like too woo woo or, you know what I mean? But you kind of share and show that like quantum physics is involved, like there's science involved with it. Like this is an ancient practice, right? That has been around for a while. Yeah. And it's like I, with anything, like anything I say today, I hope people take it and question it. I hope that you use your own discernment and bring it through your own energy to feel if this is something you want to learn more about or something you're like, nope, that's not for me. I believe everything in life. Like we take too much on from the outside world and programming, like you said, like it took me five times, like I said, for me to really be like, okay, this is something I want to use and apply to my life. So I hope people question it. I hope people push back because that shows they're filtering it through their own energetic system and using their authority to actually make a decision. Yes. Yes. I love that. We are bombarded with way too much information these days and you really should question, you know, the things that you're seeing, but not only just question, I feel like feel if it's in alignment with you. Like you can tell when you hear something or you learn something that's like, ooh, that lights me up. I need to feel like I need to learn more about this or I need to, you know, and see more about this. So that's super interesting. And I hope, you know, that for some people after listening to this episode, they might have a little bit more, you know, interest or intrigue around human design and can, you know, take this as like even a first step, like the next thing they can learn more and more about it. And what you just said, so if someone's like, okay, how do I filter it through my system? How do I know if it's in alignment or not with me? So we're going to dive into that a little bit today, but also that's why I love human design because human design is teaching you how to use your intuition, how to use your discernment and know what's in and out of alignment for you. So if you're like, okay, this is great, but like, how do I know? Human design is a tool that can help you discern and use your intuition to actually make decisions. Yes. Yes. As a woman, this is 
So, so, so important. And I try to preach this to my like 95% women audience as well, that like the female intuition is so, so powerful. So I'm very excited to give, you know, all of the other listeners some tactical tools and tips to help listen to their intuition. So before we get into, you know, diving into my chart, I want to ask you if somebody's listening right now and they're interested in seeing their own chart, you know, should they pause this episode real quick and go find what theirs looks like or where can they best do that? Yes. Great idea. I had the same idea. I was like, okay, if you want to kind of listen to this and kind of bounce it off your chart and use this to kind of learn about your chart, you can literally Google free human design chart. And there's many different options. The one we're using today is called mybodygraph.com. All you need is your date of birth, the place you're born, and the time. And the time needs to be specific. So if you need to call your mom or look up your birth certificate, please do that. But those are the things you need. Another good website is myhumandesign.com. That gives you a few more fun things that we're going to go into today. Um, But yes, pause, look up your chart if you can, or come back to this um, podcast later on when you have your chart, because it will just be more helpful for you to understand yourself. Okay, perfect. Yes, definitely go check out your chart real quick. I know it might look like a little bit confusing at first and like what the hell is going on in here, but we're going to break it down and dissect it for you. So shall we get into my chart for an example to share with everyone? Yeah. And I'll first start out by saying human design should never be limiting. So anything you hear online, read, anything I say today, if you feel like it's limiting or boxing you in, that's the wrong way to take it. It's not meant to be that way. It's meant to be this like lifting off point. Also, it's almost like this human experience. So even like I said, you and I are both sacral generators we're going to experience that completely differently, live completely different lives. And it's just how we apply and use it and play into it. So never let human design limit you. And then the other thing I notice is when people start to dive into human design, they always go like, oh, I wish I was this type or wish I was that type or like, oh, I don't want to be this type or I'm bummed at this element or that element. And the more you understand yourself, in your chart, in your type, you'll start to build this like self-confidence and self-love within yourself. And it's cool to understand other people like me having three siblings. Uh, Now I know my whole family, everyone around me, anyone I work with, because I can have more love, compassion and understanding for them and also communicate how I work best and what I need out of the relationships. So don't judge anything, take it, let it soak in. And then if you feel called dive in deeper, because it does take a few times to really start to like learn the information and then actually apply it to your life. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's a very, very important disclaimer. Like there's not one better thing than the other. It's literally just better understanding yourself. And the more you better understand yourself, the more self-love and self-compassion and just like self-growth you can have because you actually understand what's going on within you. And I think it's so beautiful that we literally all have different designs and different things that, you know, make us all unique. So definitely, definitely make that like a point within yourself. And also we will have the links to find your human design chart in the show notes. So if you haven't done that yet, feel free to do so. Perfect. So let's today I'm going to kind of jump into Rebecca's chart and use it as an example. 
generators and manifesting generators are the majority of the population. So generators make up 36%, manigens make up 32%. So today, a lot of what I say is going to apply to the majority of you. If you're a different type, it's totally fine. Look it up on Google. Like there's so many free things for you to dive into, but I'm going to be mostly talking about Rebecca's energy. And like I said before, she is a five, one sacral generator. So we're going to start with the type. Cause that's kind of the basic. Like if you think of astrology, your sign, the type is the main thing you're going to see and look at. We are both generators. There are five different types. So there's a manifester, a generator, a manifesting generator, a projector, and a reflector. Generators. So both of us are kind of like the energetic batteries of the world. We're here to really light things up and work, but do things that feel good to us. So it's really important that we're lit up by what we're doing because we're going to continue to get more energy as we do what we love. But on the flip side, when we're doing something we don't love, we get really drained and heavy. And I actually listened to a podcast recently that was talking about this. And I think it's so beautiful that because many gens and gens are the majority of the world right now, and the energy is so heavy, it's because we're all kind of like not living in alignment. We're all heavy. We're all frustrated. We're all doing things because we should and not because it's truly lighting us up. So if many gens and gens really focused on what lights them up and follow those inklings and really live in alignment, the whole world can feel that energetic shift. So if you are a generator or many gen, really start to look at your life and like question what's heavy, what can you let go of and what are you excited about that you can dive further into? Yeah. Oh my, that literally just gave me the chills. Like we can change the world by just living in alignment, like truly living in alignment and doing what like your soul, like on a deep soul level, like feels called to doing. Oh, that gives me the chills. And I, I just love that. And so I feel like if there's someone listening right now, who's a generator or a many generator, and they're like, that's great. I would love to live in alignment, but I have to go to my job or I have to go to school and I have to do these things that don't light me up. What can I do to actually start to live in alignment? Because I feel, you know, so blessed and very grateful and lucky that, you know, my job right now, my work is my passion and what I love doing and helping people and wellness. But um, I know it took, at least for me personally, quite a journey to get there. So if there's someone listening who's like, where do I even start? Like, I have to go to work. I have to go to school. <laughs> How do I start that process? Yeah, great question. So you start with your free time or your hobbies or like your day to day, like even like the vibe of your room, lighting a candle, playing music, like adding more energy to the little things in your life. Like people always think we need these big, giant life changing moves to feel better or get in alignment. But it's really about the little day to day things like adding up and changing. So we're kind of all about that vibe. So even if we're doing something like laundry, yeah, we have to do it. It's annoying. But if you're 
folding with your husband or a friend, or you have your favorite podcast on, or you have music, or the windows open, or there you'll get like a treat after doing it, like bringing in some form of this excites me, this gives me energy, this lights me up into those aspects of our life. And then eventually, as you continue to do this, you will be in better energy, you will become a magnet for more opportunities that will get you into careers and places where you can live like a fully lit up life. Oh, I love that. That's such a good point. And it really made me think about, you know, my own personal journey of getting to where I'm at today of like, it may look like it happened overnight, but it didn't. It started with like that one blog post I read online about nutrition or that thing about traditional Chinese medicine or holistic health, like the compounding effect of like reading more about nutrition, learning more, um, deciding to get my nutritionist certification, talking to people, and then eventually posting that first post on Instagram, like that all like added up to then, you know, being able to pursue what I love, but it actually starts with like the little things, even down to the minuscule things of like lighting a candle, but people can get so overwhelmed. I think when they think that big, big picture, but it's literally starting with that small day-to-day things like that you can do in your free time, like on the weekend at night after work or after school, that's like, what's really interesting to me? Like, what do I want to just genuinely learn more about? Right? Yeah. And as sacral beings, like it's a lot of our sacrals are so numb and so shut down from all the programming, from living so out of alignment. So it's building up that trust muscle. It's starting with those little things and having people ask you yes or no questions or giving you something to respond to, to feel into what does light me up? What is that thing that feels like it gives me more energy that I want to keep doing? Who are those friends that when I leave them, I'm like, ah, I can't wait to see them again versus the friends. It's like you're fully drained. Start to just become aware. Step one of anything is being aware. So then you can change it. So start to just look around for like what brings you joy? What gives your like energy or body like a little dance of like, oh, I like this. I want this. Yeah, I totally know that feeling like those people that you can hang out with forever and your social battery does not die out like you're just feeding each other's energy. And then the people you go home, and you're like, whoo, I'm drained after a long day of seeing this one person. <laughs> so I feel that. Yeah. And a myth about generators is we have all this energy all the time and we're meant to work all the time. And that's just not true because we need rest. Everyone needs rest. And it's about like we keep saying of like doing things we love that give us more energy versus just like pushing and grinding and like hustling kind of like masculine work energy. It's really this lean back feminine of like, oh my God, I love this so much. I want to keep doing more. Mm, I love that. Can we dive deeper into that? Like how does somebody actually, I mean, I love just talking about feminine energy in general, but like How does somebody actually like do that? Because it's so not in our society, in our culture to like sit back and just like wait, not wait, but like to respond to things that come to us. Like how how can we actually do that? Okay, I love this question because it's going to get into like the next little piece in your chart, which is your strategy. So each type has a different strategy. Manifesting generators and generators, once again, have the same strategy 
manifestors are meant to initiate. They're meant to go after things. Projectors are meant to wait for the invitation. Reflectors are meant to wait a whole lunar cycle and really like sit with something. But manifesting generators and generators were meant to wait to respond. So let's talk about this masculine and feminine energy. When I first learned about human design and learned I was a generator, a lot of what it says is out there is like, you're the workhorse. Like you're meant to work all the time. You're meant to push. You're meant to like build things and make things happen. And so we tend to feel all the energy in our body and go after things and try and initiate. But that's more of a manifesto role can do that. If we do that, if we push, if we try really hard to get things, it's not going to happen. So the feminine, the waiting to respond is this lean back energy. And we're not sitting around waiting. Really waiting means focusing on what lights us up and doing those little things in the moment of like, what would satisfy me today? What feels good? What workout do I want to do? What do I want to eat? What do I want to wear? Just really enjoying the present moment. And as you enjoy the present moment, your energy lights up and becomes really magnetic. And then all the opportunities and things you desire that you think I have to go after and make it happen actually come right to you. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So instead of this pushing, like literally also as women, it's like lean back in your chair, open your heart, soften your shoulders and really feel like, am I feeling good right now? Am I lit up? Am I enjoying my own life? Because if you're not, if you're shut down and you're pushing, no matter how hard you push, it's not going to happen. Mm, yes. I feel this a lot with my life. Like even in my friendships, I've noticed like in the past when I'm like, really pushing or like trying really hard to make this friendship work that's just not working or this relationship or like it's never turned out great when I'm the one like chasing after a guy like that's not the energy that has ever worked for me personally and that I'm sure shows in my chart um, but same thing with work like I feel like these things really need to like come to me and then I can say okay now I have this idea or I have this like invitation almost to go do something isn't that, that sounds yeah right. so we're supposed to create out of our response to something so instead of like in business instead of waking up and being like okay what should I post today like enforcing and initiating we should lean back look at what's around us continue doing what feels good to us throughout the day and then things come at us we experience these things in life like the world is so stimulating. There's so much to respond to. So then we take whatever we're experiencing and then we create out of a response to it. So you get a DM and someone asks a question and you create a post based off that versus just coming from your head or logical mind of what you think you should post. So really this using your energy, but responding to the world around you. That's crazy. It's it's a whole different like way of like, being almost you know then we're taught and I'm still trying to like I've gotten a lot better but I'm still trying to be more in that energy like what other like tips I guess for me personally like could I use to get more into that energy just like on a day-to-day -day basis yeah and also what I want to say about this is like just think of like the world we're literally told to go after it to make it happen yes. to just do it any business course is going to tell you sell dm people cold call people get into facebook groups but that is not generator or manifesting generator energy if your strategy is waiting to respond and this is why it's so important to understand your own strategy is because 
I did the things I tried, I pushed it, like you said, in friendships and relationships, that needy girl energy of like, please just like me and like trying your hardest. And you're like, I'm doing everything right. Why is it not working? It's because of that energy. So it's that leaning back. Um, and for you, actually, let's, let's go into this to make it make more sense because everyone's like, how do I know if I'm in or out of alignment? Like, how do Mm -hmm. I know if I'm using my energy properly? And so you'll see in your chart, there's something called a signature and that's what you will feel when you're in alignment. So for many gens and gens, it's satisfaction for manifestors. You will feel at peace with your life for projectors. You will feel success. And then reflectors, you will feel surprised. So those are all the feelings we feel. And of course, you and I have both felt very satisfied where you're like, oh, that podcast went amazing. Or like, I killed it today. Or like, oh, so many people bought what I was like putting out there. There, It's just this feeling of like, oh, my day felt so good and satisfying. So any gens or many gens out there, ask yourself, like, have I been satisfied lately with my life? And then on the flip side, you'll notice something that says not self-theme. And ours is frustration. And we've also both felt that of that stuck, that heaviness in our body that like, oh, nothing's working. And so manifestors will feel angry. And this is really important to know. My husband's a manifestor. And I feel like manifestors get a lot of like frustration from other people. Like, why are they feeling angry? Because anger is such a like, feeling that we're like, oh, that's a bad feeling. You shouldn't have that. But manifestors will feel anger where we feel frustration. So even knowing that about them, when my husband goes to anger, I, it's not like, oh, something's wrong with him that he's feeling anger right now. That's just his not self theme. So even learning that was like an aha moment for me. You and I are frustration. Manifesting generators are frustration. Projectors are bitterness. So those people that kind of like have that passive aggressive, they kind of get bitter, they feel bitter in their body. That's their not self theme. So that's when you know projectors are out of alignment. And then reflectors will feel disappointment, just like kind of disappointed in life, like they're being shoved in a box, just like not feeling good. And so this is like when we talk, am I in or out of alignment? How do I know? I want you to come back to your signature not self theme and feel in your body, which one am I feeling more? And that will kind of be like your flag to know, like when we feel frustration, it's not a bad thing. It's literally a flag. It's an awareness to be like, Hey, let me come back to living my human design. Mm, So interesting. Okay. I like that. And I like that. It's not necessarily like good or bad. It's just like, Hey, these are, flags to you know get back into alignment um that's so interesting because I definitely feel like I get like yeah frustrated more than anything that's not when it's like not going my way but that's I think a sign that it's like you have to sit back and let things come to you yeah so to full circle to answer your question of like what's the tip or how do I know or what do I do it's when you start to know frustration in your life and really experience it it's okay I'm in the masculine I'm pushing too hard I'm forcing how can I sit back how can I let go pause surrender and how can I come back to just making sure that I'm lit up by my own life that I'm doing things that I love that I feel good in my own body so it's taking that pause and it's so hard in this world 
that's always pushing go, 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 but it's that slow down to speed up. It's like when you feel like you don't have time to meditate, that's when you need it the most. So that this is the perfect thing of when you're feeling super frustrated, instead of pushing harder, it's just pause on everything, fully surrender and get back to lighting yourself up and putting yourself first. And then the energy will quickly change to then bring in new things to respond to and new opportunities. Wow. Wow. This is why I love human design because I feel like it gives you, it almost gives you like permission in a way, right? To like be your truest self or like to be what flows and works best for you. Even like, I don't know. It just feels like it's like giving me permission to be like, okay, I can take a step back and like actually do what's best for me and what lights me up. Like I don't need to be go, 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 go because that never works anyways. (laughs) Yeah, it's a full permission slip and something else as a generator that I learned that it was like, oh, okay. So even though we think, oh, we're generators, we have all this energy to go, actually generators experience this inconsistent energy, which is called a lull. So it's like, we'll be going, there'll be a big upswing and then we'll feel something that feels like a plateau or a lull. And all of a sudden we get in our head, we spiral why isn't this working? Why isn't this moving as fast? Why am I not getting opportunities? But this lull is meant for us to like embody and integrate what we just went through and slow down, get back to putting ourselves first, get back to feeling what lights us up to get ready for the next big upswing of life. So it's really meant to focus on like like I like to say, it's almost like summer break of school. Like you wouldn't think of summer as a bad thing. You know, school is coming back in session. You fully enjoy summer. So if you're a generator and you're experiencing a lull, don't beat yourself up. Go, how can I enjoy this? Knowing that there's going to be another burst of energy, another big upswing, a lot more coming at me. So how can I really prioritize myself in this moment and prioritize lighting my energy back up and taking care of myself? Wow. Yes. That really hit when you um, talked to me about that at the event too, because I did feel like I was like kind of in a lull and I don't feel like that anymore, honestly. So (laughs) it just goes to show that it's like, it goes in ups and downs. Like there are swings of energy. And you mentioned this like staircase example that still stuck with me that it's just like the horizontal step. It's not a bad thing. You're still on the way up. It's just, you're kind of in that like almost like recharging position, like reevaluating. And that was the best time for me because I really took this past like month or so to reevaluate like what it is I want to do next with like my business and what's coming up for me. And it, it, without that like lull time, I wouldn't have figured that out. Yeah. It's digestion. It's like integration. It's like really embodying like what we're here to do because if we move so fast as a generator we're actually here to master something over time so that's that staircase of like we're here to master we're slowly going up the staircase and it's okay to pause because that's what helps us master something to reevaluate to look at what we just did and go do I want to keep doing it this way or is something else lighting me up more do I want to alter it or shift it or where do I want to focus on my energy to really master this thing and be as lit up as possible yeah yeah for sure I feel like a few just like even journal prompts just came to me uh for anyone listening like I feel like it'd be so cool to write down your not self theme and your signature like on a piece of paper next to each other and it's like almost writing down okay so if your signature is satisfaction like mine is and not self theme is frustration like what are all the things that 
make me feel satisfied and that give me that satisfaction feeling? And what are all the things that give me that like frustration feeling? Like really putting it on paper, looking at it, and then going and intentionally choosing more of those satisfaction feelings, even if it's so small, like it'll build off of one another. Yes. That like, as you were talking about that, that lit me up. Like that's such a good idea to really have that awareness of like what's working, what's not working. Because a lot of times we get stuck and feel like, I don't know what's lighting me up or I don't know. We do know the information is there. And sometimes if you feel frozen, so I'll use this analogy. I love using it. So life is like a giant hot and cold game. So remember when you're kids and someone hides something and you just take steps in the room and they're saying colder, 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 or warmer, warmer, warmer. That's what life is like. But so many people are stuck and frozen in one place going, what's the perfect step? What's going to light me up the most? And if you feel like that right now, if you're like, I have no idea what would light me up, take a step in any direction, go see a movie, go to a new workout class, go hang out with some friends, go eat something, go move your body, like go just do anything in your day to day life to start to feel in your body that feedback of like, oh yeah, this does bring me joy because we're evolving humans and something that brought you joy five years ago may not bring you joy anymore or something that didn't feel good five years ago may feel really good. So it's almost like we need to continue to live and go out there to get that feedback and respond to the world around us to get that clarity. So take Mm. a step in any direction and you'll quickly get information if it's hot or cold. So then you can move forward and write those lists. Wow. I freaking love that analogy. It gave me like a flashback to when I was a kid, but that's so true. Like so many people just get paralyzed and they don't take any step. But in reality, any step is the right step because you learn more about yourself. What's feeling good, hotter, colder, you know what I mean? You learn more as you go. So I think that's super cool. I think doing you know, those journal prompts, like whatever your strategy and not self theme is like, regardless of what, um, you know, your type is, you know, if you have your chart open, you can write down your personal ones, even writing down like what lights you up, like what taking those steps, did it feel good? Did it not? Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, getting, getting awareness around these things. These are super, super cool. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing we'll kind of go into the chart, which is so important. This is one of like the top things I want you guys to each dive into and figure out is your authority. And your authority is how you make decisions in life. This is like what your intuition is saying, how to understand what your intuition feels like in your body. And for both of us, we are a sacral authority. So our sacral center is defined. It's consistent energy. It's always there lighting up or responding to us. So we have that gut feeling people talk about that yes in the body, no in the body, that gut central feeling in our body. Other people don't have that. So when everyone's talking about, oh, you know, what's your gut say? A lot of other types have different authorities, have different things to tune into. Some people need to talk them out. Some people are emotional authority, need to give themselves a lot of time and space to feel things out to make sure it's not their emotions talking and it's actually their intuition behind their emotions that is making the decision some people it's the splenic like instinct way of like they almost just kind of know it's not this process it's just this knowing but for us as sacral beings 
we need something to come to us. And then our sacral is the energy in our body that's responding, uh-huh or uh-uh. So that's that gut sensation that if I asked you if you wanted something that you hate right now, your body would contract and be like, no, no, thanks. Don't want that. But if I asked you if you wanted to money or you wanted to hang out with your best friend or do something you love, your body would expand. You would feel like you got more energy and you'd be like, uh-huh, yes, I want more of that. So mm-hmm. that's what we're listening to. So like I said, authority is one of the most important things for you guys to research and dive into because when you don't know what to do or how to do it, like business decisions, relationship decisions, think of how many decisions we make all day long. You want to be using your authority to make those decisions. And a lot of time what I find with almost every, I've given like over a hundred human design readings this year. And what I find is that most people live in their head. We've been taught to live in our head. We've been taught to logic things out. We've been taught to use our mind to make decisions, to make the best decisions. But a sacral authority and all the other types of authorities, it's not logic. It's almost like this source, spiritual, intuitive, flowy, like go do this. And it makes no logical sense, but that's actually how you're going to live in alignment and feel your best and actually get the opportunities you desire. So it's so simple but it's extremely hard because you have to like blindly trust your intuition and your soul and yourself versus the logical mind that we've been programmed to trust. Totally. Totally. I feel this with myself a hundred percent. And it makes me think about the decision of when I had to choose whether to move to New York and do my corporate job or move to LA and work for myself, which was made no sense. I didn't know anyone in LA. Um, the career path didn't look clear at all. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, But it was just this like gut feeling, like the gut feeling of when someone would tell me you should move to New York, like my body would respond. It was like, but what about this? Or what about that? And so ever since I made that decision, I feel like I've been able to flex that muscle more because I have, you know, trusted that. And I've seen, you know, why I actually had a gut decision to do that. But what are some other tips that like maybe you give to, you know, clients or people that you talk to, like, it's so much easier said than done to like, listen, just trust your gut, listen to it. And like, you know, don't listen to your head. Like, what are some actual tips that people can use to like tap into their authority? Okay. So the first one, like we keep saying, it's a trust muscle that we need to build. So the first thing is to start with our sacral authority of like basic little things. Like instead of what do you want to eat? For us, it's like, do you want Italian? Do you want sushi? Do you want Mexican? And using our sacral to respond to like, "Uh uh-huh, this feels good, Uh uh-uh. And then you order the food and then you see like, did that work out for me? So like small little things in your life. But what I find is like over time, the more you like trust it and play with it, the more you see how your life changes and evolves. And then that's the feedback you need to trust it even further. It is scary to trust it right away. But as simple as like sacral will be like, go take a jacuzzi. And the mind will be like, oh, I want another client. I need to go online and post and share. But actually, sacral is so lit up by my jacuzzi. I go in the jacuzzi and boom, I get a client without even trying because I'm in the magnetic energy of it. 
And then me having enough experiences like that, like you moving and being like, oh, this is working out. This feels good. This is happening for me. The more we get that feedback, the more we're willing to trust. So people asking you yes or no questions to feel into your sacral, to build back up that muscle and then start small or even something I love is giving yourself like a sacral day or a sacral afternoon where you have nothing planned and you're like, I'm just going to trust my sacral today. Like, what do I desire to do? Like get in the car and drive and see where you're pulled to, see what's lighting you up. Have someone give you a bunch of options. Do you want to go horseback riding today? Do a workout class, go for a hike, go to brunch. Like have someone give you options and feel into what lights you up and just go try that. It's a trial and error. Like I said earlier, it's a experience, an energetic experience of experiment, sorry, experiment of like learning to live your design. So it's going to be different for everyone. So it's all about just, just try it, just play with it, just have fun with it. Yes. Yes. It's that magnetic energy. Like thinking about that really, like, I love that just whole like idea and like, oh, I don't know. It literally gives me the chills in my body. I love talking about this stuff. And I feel like I could so relate, even just thinking about like when I was in relationships and you'd be with like your boyfriend and they're like, where do you want to go eat? And you're like, I don't know. And like, that just ends there. But it's like, do you want to go to this place? No. You want to go to this place? No. You want to go there? Yes. Like it's that yes or no back and forth that really helps. Yeah. So a lot of us out there are sacral beings. So clear yes or no questions are one of the best ways to help us build back up. And then, like I said, like the more you go give, like live life, the more you'll have around you to respond to and become aware of like, oh, I love doing this. I don't like doing this. I love this aspect of this. So Another thing that humans like to do is like be very black and white or like cut everything out. But especially as sacral beings, it's like tweaking something until it's that full body. Yes. So it's like, do I want to work out today? Maybe that's kind of a gray area. It's like, do I want to do a hit workout class at home alone? Absolutely not. <laughs> not aligned with me. Do I want to go to Pilates with a friend? Like, ooh, that feels 10 times better. Do I want to go for a walk with my husband later? Ooh, that feels really good. So it's like, instead of this, do I want to work out? Uh, it doesn't feel good. It's shut it off completely. You tweak it, shift it. And this applies to business too. Like if you're launching something and it feels like it's not working, but you're like, I was excited about this. Why isn't it like clicking? Do you need to change the date, the name, the price? Like, is there something to tweak to make it feel like a full body? Yes. A lot of times we block a lot of things from coming to us because there is like a secondary gain with now I'm getting into NLP terminology, but there's something happening where like, for example, say someone wants another client, but then the thought in their energy field of having another client, oh my God, that's so much work and so much time. So even though they say they want it, they're actually energetically blocking it from coming in. So if we tweak that and look at that, like, oh, I want a client, but I only want them this many calls, or I want them next month instead of this month, or I want to release a client that I have currently that's draining me and add this client on. So that tweaking will get us to those full body yeses that will like change everything for us. Mm, that's super helpful. Like even the workout analogy just makes so much sense. Like that's so broad. But when you think about Pilates with a friend versus a hit workout at home, like it could be such a different body response. So it makes a lot of sense. 
Um, I'm curious, what else is there in the chart that's coming up that we should talk about? Yeah. So one of the last things I really want to touch on for you guys to dive into is your profile. So you will have these two numbers that come together. You're a five, one, I'm a six, two, and there's 12 different profiles you can have. And you'll see online a lot. There's like a five line or a one line. So you each, you have these numbers in your profile so you can look at them up individually but what's so unique and cool is how both your numbers come together to create you and your energy so this is kind of like an archetype or a character energy so the five one like we talked about before five is very leadership energy you're here to lead people the one is the investigator you love information you love seeking the truth you love like diving into getting more info probably why you're interested in more human design you're like oh i want to know more and the five one is really meant to lead with that information and knowledge that they have also something that's cool about five one is you guys are like great in crisis you're like calm and able to be the leader of like hey you call 911 you do this like you go over here, you're able to really step up and be the leader in those situations. And then I'm a six two, just to give you another example, the six is the role model energy. So the six is the only one that has three different phases of their life. But really, it's all about this embodying and just living our lives as us. And then people are inspired and want to like, learn from you and kind of like see you as this inspiration. And then the two is the hermit. So that's the very introverted part of me that kind of pulls away and loves to hide. But both the six and two are very wise. So when people see the two, they kind of pull them out of their shell. And the two actually has a lot of amazing wisdom to share, but almost feels like I don't have any wisdom. I'm not that great, but naturally will have great things to say. So the six, two coming together, it's like you're meant to embody all this wisdom and kind of live your life within that wisdom. And then people see that and kind of want that wisdom from you. Mm, which is why I've been drawn to talking about human design on the podcast. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> At the event. So yeah, look up your profile. Um, you can look each number up individually or together is like kind of how both the energies come together to make you. So cool. I'm sure doing a one-on-one -on -one reading with you would be super helpful too in that way because it's like you can really put together like how somebody is, like the combination of the five and one. Like you described me perfectly. Yeah. And there's so many other things in your chart that we won't get into today, but you have all the centers, which are all the big shapes in your chart and they're either colored in or not. So the colored in ones are your strengths. It's your consistent energy that's there. The white ones that are open, they're undefined or open. And that's where you take on other people's energy and either have like psychic abilities or empath or really feel the world around you. So you can gather a lot of wisdom from it, but you're not meant to hold on to it. You're meant to release it and come back to your defined centers and your energy. And then another really cool thing is the arrows around your head. They each mean something um, one of them is the manifestation arrow that I love during readings to tell people how they manifest specifically, but your top left arrow. So if you're looking at your chart, the arrow on the left, the top one will is your digestion arrow. And it will tell you whether you should eat more like structured or more intuitively. So whether it's like, okay, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, almost like your body burns so much fuel that you know when you're next 
meal is coming and maybe how much you're getting. So for those people, that's like the meal prepping, you would thrive. You like know having regular meals all day, every day. Me, I'm more of a non-specific, non-specific intuitive eater. So sometimes I wake up starving. Sometimes I don't eat till 3 p.m. Sometimes I take a bite of my full. Sometimes I have 20 more and I'm really meant to flow more But with all the programming out there that's like, you need to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you need to eat like this, it's hard for us to trust and listen to like, no, it's it's lunch and I haven't eaten anything and that's okay because I'm following my human design. Wow. Okay. Which direction of the arrow is that for? So if your arrow, your top left arrow is pointing to the left that is structured, that's specific energy, that's going to be the more like scheduled eating, and you'll play with it for what feels best for you. And then if it's pointing to the right, that's going to be the non specific, more intuitive flowing with it. So interesting. I didn't even know there was a whole like food and digestive piece to design. So there's that. And then the other thing I wanted to touch on. So if you go to myhumandesign.com, they'll have it listed like your food type. So there's also all different food types. So some people need hot food. Some people need cold food. Some people should eat when it's really calm. Some people actually need to eat when they're really stimulated. Some people need to eat in sunlight. Some people eat better and digest better when it's dark outside or like after the sun's gone down. Some people are like closed taste and like really picky. Some people are open and supposed to try a bunch of different foods. So that's something really fun. And like I said, if it doesn't resonate with you, you don't have to take it on. But I always recommend almost trying it on and playing with it of like, okay, it says I'm hot food. I usually drink smoothies all day and eat salads all day. (laughs) Like, let me try this for a week and see how I energetically feel. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't mine the hot food one you're saying? Yeah. So yours is hot food. So even like if you have fruit, having it room temp, hot food means it's like kind of transformed by heat or warmer things would nourish your body and energy best. Makes so much sense. It reminds me of Ayurveda too. Like when I look at my Ayurveda um, chart or whatever it's called, (laughs) Um, they've always said to have warming hot foods, especially because I'm always cold too. Yeah. So even this is like extra confirmation for you of like, no, that's really how you thrive. But once again, the program is like, no, eat salads, drink smoothies, like that's eat raw food. Like that's the best Mm -hmm. thing. But for you, no, like cooked foods would be better. Those warming, nourishing foods. I'm closed taste. So it's funny growing up, my middle name's Nicole and everyone would call me picky Nikki because I was so picky on what I eat, but clothes taste is almost like knowing what you're going to like or not like before you even try it. So I have foods I like hate, won't touch. And everyone's like, Oh, just try it or open up. And I like take a bite just to show them. I'm like, I knew I wasn't going to like it. And I'm proving to you, I don't like it. So it's like, it's okay that I know what I like and I stick with things that I like. And that's how I'm meant to flow with my energy. So interesting. Wow. So cool. And you There's can find all, all this stuff online, right? Everyone yeah, everything's online. Everyone can look it up. That Those are specifically on myhumandesign.com. There's also what's your strongest sense. So yours is smell. So do you notice like even smelling foods or when you're making a recipe or you mentioned the candle earlier, like do you mm-hmm. notice yourself like, like sensitive to smells? Yes, 100%. So that's your strongest sense. And then the other one is your environment. 
So you actually thrive best in shores. Mine is the same as you. So it's like by the beach, we thrive, of course, of why we're here. And we're like, we need to be by the ocean. Um, So there's different environments that our energy just feels more calm, more grounded, can thrive easier in. So us, it's kind of when these two worlds come together at the shores. And I always feel 10 times better by the beach. Oh, same. 100%. Like, literally, that's why I'm in LA. I needed the beach. (laughs) Exactly. So interesting. I'm kind of curious about when you mentioned those like white boxes or triangles in your chart, because I'm looking at mine right now. Like, can you give an example of like, so one of my, you know, things is white, like what, what does that really mean? Like an example of one? Okay, so I'm gonna pull this one. So on the how do I describe it? It's going to be on your right hand side kind of the one like poking out this is your solar plexus it's like a triangle kind of to the side or on Mm -hmm. the side fully so this is a solar plexus center which is the center of emotions a lot of people will have this filled in and defined and that makes them an emotional authority and this means they have these random waves of emotion that aren't really like caused by anything so actually let me mention that because this is a big aha for a lot of people Um, So if you are an emotional authority, you definitely have this center defined. And it means that I feel like your soul wanted more of a human experience and wanted to feel super high highs and low lows and these waves of human emotions to really embrace and accept them. So they will feel these random waves that aren't caused by anything. So if you have felt them your whole life and felt crazy, you're not crazy. You're just an emotional authority. And they're meant to take a lot of time to make decisions. And so you and I have this open, so we will really feel their emotions. So this is the empathic part of us, where when we're talking to someone and they're feeling emotional, we feel it almost as if we're experiencing it. So the white centers, we take on and amplify the energy around us. So whoever has this filled in, we're feeling that and kind of mirroring that back and kind of really making that energy bigger in our body. But we're really meant to release this energy and know that it's not ours, it's their energy and kind of let it go. And then you'll notice a list if you're on my body graph, There's not self keynotes at the bottom and those apply to each of the white centers. So your solar plexus is avoiding confrontation and truth. And that happens a lot when you're open because we're so afraid to feel the big emotions that it's almost like a protection mechanism where we'll avoid, avoid, avoid all the things we know we need to talk to this friend or we know we need to confront this person. We'll avoid it because it's almost like If we go and have that conversation, they'll get really emotional and then we'll have to feel it all. But really the high frequency of the center is realizing that we're feeling it no matter what. It's in our energy field. It's weighing us down. We know we need to do it. So might as well just go talk to them, go confront, go get to the truth, have them feel whatever they feel, release the energy and come back to your energy. Wow. That makes so much sense. Yeah. (laughs) So each center kind of has a story, a low and high vibration that we get into and kind of what to do if it's open or defined and consistent. Makes so much sense. I'm having a lot of aha aha moments right now too. (laughs) Yeah. So you can see there's so much in your chart and then there's all the little um, lines in it as well that are gates and channels and that's more detailed information. So there's so much to go into 
in a reading or to learn online to just understand yourself better. But I always say start with the main thing. So understand your type, understand your strategy, your not self-theme signature and your authority and your profile. But like authority is top for me and strategy is top for me. If you understand and embody and start to live those two, those I feel like are what's going to make the most impact on your life and the ones that you can almost like actually live out and take action on. Yes, I totally agree. And I feel like that segues nicely into like these closing questions around, you know, if there's like one or two things someone who's listening right now can do to like utilize their human design to better their life in any way, shape or form, like what would be those few things? So first I would say learn more about it or like dive into it more because this is going to spark a lot of people and it's really exciting at first, but to live it out, it takes some time to really understand it on a level to live it versus just understand it logically. So listen to it on repeat, like probably the stuff I said today, even if I told you before, you're like, oh yeah, it like hits on a deeper level. So understand it more. And then the first thing is like, check, kind of do what Rebecca said, check if you're in alignment or not, what things in your life are like letting you feel your signature versus your not self theme. And then get out of your head and practice using your authority to make decisions. That would be like the main thing. So many people live up in their head. They make decisions up in their head and they're wondering like why it's not working for them. We got to start coming down into our bodies and trusting our authority and taking action from that place, from that like knowingness instead of, oh, I logically thought this out. And then once you understand yourself better, you can set up your whole life to support you more. So even on this podcast, I know like I used to do podcasts and hate them and have so much fear and anxiety. Now I know I'm like, oh, I need something to respond to. Let's bounce back and forth more. Let's let's go into your chart so I can respond to your chart as I'm talking. Like you can set your your business, your life up to support you. And then, like I said earlier, you have deeper compassion and understanding for all the people around you. So like understanding my siblings, why they're good at some things and I'm not, or my husband, like learning everyone's type around you will help you just kind of like give you a permission slip to lean more into being you, even if other people don't like that or it triggers them or upsets them. And it gives other people permission to be themselves. You become a better friend, a better partner, a better lover, whatever that is, a better coworker when you understand that everyone's different. So everyone, like I like to view the world as this giant puzzle and we are all these unique puzzle pieces, but we've been programmed and taught so hard that we all need to look a certain way or we all need to be a certain type to thrive, but actually for each individual person to thrive the most they can possibly thrive is like understanding your shape, your piece, what you're meant to be like and coming back to the truest version of you and human design gives you the map to do just that. So once you do that, everything else can fall into place and all the other pieces can fall into place around you. Amen, sister. That is perfect. I literally love this so, so much. And I loved what you said. You know, this is literally the permission slip to being more you. Like at the end of the day, that is something I always want to, you know, hit home with people is like being yourself. We're all beautiful, amazing, unique individuals for a reason. And human design really is like 
that permission slip, I feel like. So this has been an amazing, an amazing episode. I'm seriously like still in awe of everything we just even talked about and learned. Like I need a minute to like digest, look at everything that we just talked about because I'd want to learn like even more now. Um, So I hope that everyone listening, you know, has maybe found something interesting or maybe it sparked something within themselves to like go do more research on or even just see, see more about. Yeah. And I know I didn't touch fully on all the other designs. There's so much information. So go learn about you. And one of my favorite quotes, it's probably one of the like cheesiest, most basic quotes. My husband always makes fun of me, but I love this quote by Oscar Wilde, but it's the one about be yourself because everyone else is already taken. But human design really like allows you to understand and be your truest self so you can thrive And yeah, of course, your one line is like, oh, I want more info. That's so part of your human design. And I love that. Yeah, (laughs) each of you are so amazing, so unique, like nothing's wrong with you. You're not broken. Your chart will kind of explain all your strengths, all your kind of weaknesses or what you used to feel like were flaws. And you realize, oh, that's just not in my energy or that's not how I meant to function. So human design can help you really align back to your energy to live a life with more flow and ease and just having more confidence and feeling better and more self-love. Beautiful, beautiful. This has honestly been an incredible episode. So thank you so much, Jamie, for sharing all your wisdom and insights with us on human design. I know this is going to be super helpful for someone who's listening and I want you to plug yourself. So if someone's listening, who's like, you know what, now I really want to get a one-on-one reading. I need to know everything. Where can they find you? Tell us everything. So you can find me on Instagram at jamiekagan.com. That's J-A-M-I-E-C-A-G-A-N. So jamiekagan.com will also link it below in the show notes and link in bio. You can find my website. You can book a human design reading. Um, but use your authority, whether you want to book with me or dive in on your own or learn from someone else. There's no competition here. This is information that everyone needs to dive into. Like, I feel like one day the whole world, like that's how we're going to function is like hiring people, dating, like everyone's going to know everyone's human design. So lean into it and trust your authority to know what the next step is for you as you dive into this info. So find me on Instagram and we'll put the link below if you want to book a human design reading with me. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much again, Jamie. This has been amazing. Thank you. My sacral is so lit up. Have an amazing day and you guys are all wonderful. Love it. Thank you.